I'm a black woman, I'm disabled. Those are spaces that potentially put me in a space of oppression. I'm a physician, however, right? And I am of like a upper middle class. And so that puts me in a, a space of advantage. And I think that for us, what we need to start doing is starting to recognize how we are being oppressed, right? What does that look like? And then sitting in that and saying, in our spaces of advantage, how are we oppressing? You're listening to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Molara thomas Uemedima, community health justice consultant, social entrepreneurship coach, and founder of two multi-six-figure social enterprises. Here, my guests and I discuss our journeys inside and outside of traditional healthcare systems and how we're building, funding, and growing justice-centered health innovations and enterprises. We'll share lessons learned as mission-driven women who are dismantling the status quo and rebuilding a more just and equitable healthcare system. So if you're tired of the injustice in healthcare, but ready to talk about action and solutions, especially BIPOC women-led ones, you're in the right place. I hope you get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to the Sisterhood. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast. This is Dr. Molara, and I am here once again this week. Well, this week is following a very, very interesting week, I think, for us as Black women. There are so many things that have happened that I think a lot of us are kind of like, um, can we get a break? <laughs> Just get a little bit of a break. And things I'm referring to include um, the nomination of Katanji, the nomination hearing, excuse me, of Katanji Brown Jackson, dealing with the aftermath of, <laughs> of a joke that, you know, was uh, was made about a Black woman and all of the aftermath that has happened um, with the Smith Rock debacle. And I think in addition, what I worry about is the fact that, and I'm going to talk about this in our hot topics, but the fact that so many of these things shift us away from the crisis that our that our country has and the world has that disproportionately affect Black women in particular. And so I want to be able to shed some light and for us to also be really proactive and um, cognizant of when things happen and what are they keeping us from looking at, okay? Especially <laughs> because I, I think um, for most of us in healthcare, it is extremely important for us to be very, very uh, observant about where justice is and who's not at the table and what's not being talked about. And that's really hard. That is very, very hard to do in this space. And I would say that I know that we cannot, you know, not like engage and participate in, you know, some of the stuff that may be less, uh, let's say, essential to the movement and to, and to pushing ourselves forward. But I do think that we can do both and, right? So first and foremost, I wanted to tell you what's up inside um, 
melanin and medicine. We actually have been doing an invite only. And because you are our family, if you listen to this podcast, you are fam, okay? And so we have been doing an invite only to our Own Your Power experience, which we are doing only for the next two weeks. And so I want you to come inside. I'm giving you an invite to come directly inside of our um I like to call it a retreat, but we're calling it an experience. But basically, it's a safe community for Black women in healthcare. So if you identify as Black and you are a woman in healthcare, I would love for you to come in. What we're going to be doing is we're having little community gatherings. We're also, I'm doing live sessions about what does it mean to own our power and to rest and to reclaim our power and our peace. Um, In addition, we have just some lovely curated articles and videos for you during that time. I think the message I was getting from March was that we are exhausted. <laughs> we are exhausted. Even though it was Women's History Month and we were celebrating, we were, we are exhausted. And I think particularly, I have not been quiet about the fact that healthcare workers um, have been going through a lot and have a high, high rate of, I hate the word, by the way, burnout, mental illness. And what are we doing to stop that from potentially becoming extremely dangerous, right? And also to retain us. And I think in particular, I just want us to move into April and shift out of April in a more powerful way for us to feel like I have a plan. I have a way that I want to navigate and move into a space where I don't feel like a self-sacrificial lamb, right? So aligned with that, definitely join us. <laughs> you can uh, go to the link bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash O-Y-P experience. That's for our Own Your Power experience. So once again, Black women in healthcare, never fear, <laughs> Melanin Medicine's got you. Uh, make sure you head over to bit.ly, B-I-T forward slash O-Y-P experience. It is free, okay? It is just something we wanted to do to support us and to make sure that we are feeling loved and supported on. And so with that, I think the one thing that I did want to mention before we go into hot topics and talk about some of the articles I thought were really interesting this week is being able to talk a little bit about, yes, the Oscars, a little bit. Not I'm not going into slaps and other things like that, but I do think it's important, especially as for me as a Black woman who is um, disabled, um, I think one of the things that has come up for me is how are we taking care of ourselves, um, in particular because a lot of what transpired discussed a lot about defending and protecting us. But then instead of the the work really being able to educate and inform, it ended up being going back to a patriarchal, patriarchal center, right, of what happened between two uh, men instead of what happen? What what was the issue for this Black woman? And why is it so important for us to be able to think about, about what went wrong there? And, you know, when 
I'm no, I am no stranger to multiple jokes being said at me. I think as Black women, we've heard a lot of things that have been said about us. But I think as Black women are joked about a condition that um, she cannot control, uh, a disability that she has, instead of that discussion about alopecia and mental health, and I'm talking about Jada Pinkett Smith, um, and how our society addresses, you know, the fact of this is what a norm should look like for a woman, um, you know, it, it, it shifted. And so there was no new information, no education, no enlightenment that can protect another Black woman from being uh, a, a, a attacked like that. And so I wouldn't, I would encourage us to really think about, you know, what we're paying attention to and what we're focusing on and ensuring that we make the shift towards what should be the center, which is that someone was maligned for a disability that they have. And how can we uh, um, enlighten and educate people around autoimmune disorders, around what are the issues, around how that can affect mental health, and around why this is not a subject that should be, you know, entertained in that way, right? And so I think it's extremely important. Um, And so my question to you is, what community, if something like that has happened to you, even in the past month, past week, past day, I don't know, um, what community do you have to lift up? I think about Jada and I wonder who is her community to say, you know what, because even after, you know, external actions that were quote unquote supposed to protect her or whatever show that, you know, someone's defending her, how effective is that, right? And I I feel like a lot of times it is the community that has been with you, the community that sees you that can be so supportive. And a lot of times it's hard for us to seek that help intentionally, but who are the communities that you can rely on and lean on? just to be able to share and pour out all of the tension that you have when things like that happen to you. And then what activity, or it doesn't have to be an active activity, but a passive um, experience, do you do to give yourself a space for reflection and stillness? And it doesn't. you don't have to be still to have reflection. I just want to say that again. Um, but to give you a sense of peace, right? And as you know, I just talked about owning our power, but owning our peace as well and saying that we deserve peace. And what what do you do to be able to do that and get in that space? So I wanted this moment to really help us think about those questions in particular. Okay, we will not be mentioning, you know, any men's names right now because that's not the point. <laughs> All right. So let us get to hot topics and I'm super excited to share these articles with you. All right, everyone. So welcome to Hot Topics. I do want to let you know that today we are going to be talking a bit about power um, and what does that look like for us and um, as Black women. And it's going to be fun. So it's going to be, it's not going to be long. Um, But I want it to be really insightful and reflective for you, okay? So before we do that, let's get into hot topics. And so first and foremost, I want us to have our domestic lens on, for those of you who are listeners in the U.S., and then I want us to have our world lens on, 
for the fact that, you know, as Black people, we don't exist in a silo that exists in just America, even though that's where I am located right now. But because I'm Nigerian, because I am a Black woman in this world, that we have to, we have to think about the world and think about Africa and think about the diaspora at large, right? That's so, so important. So the first article that I wanted to share was about SNAP and Medicaid COVID-19 benefits, mostly SNAP. Um, In particular, I don't know how many of you know what SNAP is, but SNAP is our Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. I think I got that right. And it is basically what we used to call food stamps. If any of y'all remember food stamps. Um, and during the pandemic, um, you know, it was affecting the economy, it was affecting prices, especially of food. And so it, what was happening was there was an issuance of emergency supplemental income um, to SNAP recipients. And that was basically conditional because the state was issuing an emergency or disaster declaration. And so there was lots more money, I mean, that was um, dispersed and the additional money amounted. And this is like, I think hard for us to grasp, but it was an extra $100 per month, which, you know, some of us are kind of like, really, that's it, right? And I still say that, really, that's it. But knowing that um, without this supplemental income, Families who still fall below the poverty line, which I have to tell you, really that poverty line needs to go up. Um, it will not still meet the maximum monthly benefit, honestly. So it was really dependent on states, but many of many of the states actually implemented this. And there's a lot. I think there's over 20 states here. Um, and when you go to the show notes, you can look at the article. But the issue is that HHS is basically as of April 15th, um, you know, if there isn't an extension, because it was extended in January 16th, 2022, and the new expiry date was April 15th. So if it's not extended, if we don't push HHS, if we don't say to our Congress people, hey, this is important that these people, you know, the pandemic is not over Um rates are going up still. Like there's something has to happen. And ultimately these like little band-aids are not going to be sufficient, but right now they're what we have and we need to ensure that people are not going hungry. Right. And so I think um, it's really important for us to be knowledgeable about this and also think about how we can do advocacy to really push and make sure that this month, that many people, children and families are not going hungry. Um, and and also pushing to to say, what are we putting in place in general, you know, to make sure that this is not a, a um, special case, but this is something we need to spend our money on at baseline. And so I do want, I wanted to bring that up to you so that you get a chance to look at that article. It'll be in the show notes as usual. So, um, yeah, take a look at that. Hope that this was insightful for you if it wasn't top of mind and really interested to hear your questions. So make sure that you connect with us on social media. Um, I would love to have a conversation about what your thoughts are. And as usual, hot topics are always in the show notes, our articles. Okay. So make sure you pop into our show notes.
All right, let's get to the episode. Okie dokie. So today's not going to be a long episode, okay? Um, And why it's not is because instead of me talking, I want you to do some stuff. (laughs) I want you to do some reflection, okay? And so what is that reflection, you ask? Um, First and foremost, this, as I told you, we're doing an experience called Own Your Power. And I've been sitting and thinking about what does that mean? And I don't know how many of you have heard of this book called This Bridge Called My Back, Writings by Radical Women of Color. And the editors are Cherry Moraga and Gloria Anzaldua. And one of the things that is really interesting is that Cherry, Miss Moraga, um, writes an article called, or essay, excuse me, called La Guerra. And she talks a lot about kind of being... um, her skin and being able to like pass for white quote unquote and being um a lesbian and being having these intersections of like oppression but you know also I would say disadvantage advantage those kinds of things in this society and she has one thing here where she talks a bit about you know us as women and she talks about the fact that and she uses the context of white women in particular. And she talks about how I have come to believe that the only reason women of a privileged class will dare to even look at how it is that they oppress is when they've come to know the meaning of their own oppression and understand that the oppression of others hurts them personally. And this is really insightful for me. And I'm wondering for you, as we think You know, a lot of us, as I was mentioning before, think about ourselves as Black women and think about the the lack of power that we have. However, do we think about the power that we do have, right, and that we um, are not utilizing? Are we like that we're not harnessing, right? And so I sit in a space of, and I want you guys to think about what spaces of disadvantage and advantage, right? I'm a black woman, I'm disabled. Those are spaces that potentially put me in a space of oppression. I'm a physician, however, right? And I am of like a upper middle class. And so that puts me in a a space of advantage. And I think that for us, what we need to start doing is starting to recognize how we are being oppressed, right? What does that look like? And then sitting in that and saying, in our spaces of advantage, how are we oppressing? So for example, for me as a CEO, I think one of the things that has been really interesting to think about is when there are times when I'm feeling like I need to rest, are my employees able to have that same kind of ability to to, to rest um, when they need to? Is there anything in, in, in space for that, in any space for that? And so I think about that even if we're not employers, but we're people who like work in facilities where, you know, we as a physician may be able to sit down or do stuff. Um, And then what does it look like or how are we, you know, discussing when a medical assistant or a home health aide or a licensed practical nurse is not able, is not, you know, either um, able to be there 
for us in the same way because of something that they're going through. And I think it's extremely important for us to start thinking about this, for us to start um, being able to connect with each other as a unit um, and because that's the only way that we will be able to address, um, I think the issues that hold us, hold us back, hold all of us back as black women. Um, and of course as other women of color. And so I had four questions that I want you to think about in particular. I want, in order for us to get to a space where we start, um, interrogating our lives, interrogating our power, um, and hopefully utilizing it, right? And that's what the Own Your Power Experience is about because we already started. So if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably at one time or another thought about starting your own health equity enterprise. It could be a consulting firm or maybe speaking or training or even starting your own practice. Or maybe you've already started this work, but you're desperately trying to scale and grow it. Invariably, I've found that there are usually two things that always stand in the way, money and mindset. What if you could learn a way to get access to the capital without taking out loans, stealing from your income, or retirement? Now you're listening. Great. It's time for you to get the Funding Your Healthcare Vision Workshop Bundle. This bundle includes three back-to-back info workshops that address the mindset shifts funding resources, and the strategy needed to secure hundreds of thousands of dollars in funding, along with two bonus panel workshops where you can learn directly from the women in healthcare who have already blazed this trail in getting funding needed to fuel their justice-centered dreams. So we believe that you can create a massive impact in your communities and the world and forever change the way we deliver healthcare. So we invite you today to get the workshop bundle and start or scale your space in the healthcare justice movement. You can go to bit.ly B-I-T, dot L-Y, forward slash funding workshop bundle. That's bit.ly forward slash funding workshop bundle. Get your bundle today. So then the first question is, how has your power been taken away? You know, what areas in your life right now do you see like where you feel a loss of control or a, a lack of power? What does that look like? How does that feel <laughs> for you, right? Um, and my third question is, whose power in that space have you taken away, right? Or have you not acknowledged or not centered? Okay, like where is their power? So for example, if I'm able to rest, like I said, have I been able to put in structures where my employees, if they're feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, are they able to rest? Are they able to talk and speak? I remember that being an issue for me, not being able to feel like I was comfortable or safe to speak about what I was going through. And when we use those experiences to define how we create, if we get, if we have the power to create those experiences for others, it allows for us to move in a different way and for us to create spaces of change and dismantling what the structures look like. And then, so my question is, how would you address, you know, if we're, if you're taking somebody's power away, if you haven't acknowledged somebody's power, how are you going to address that? What are you going to do differently? Um, and I know it's hard because 
you know, it's like, well, I don't have the power. Then how are we going to address that? How are we going to get some power? How are we going to reclaim the power that we do have? How are we going to utilize even the little bits that we do have? And so I'm extremely excited for us to really think through this. Um, you know, Audre Lorde says that we are dangerous and powerful and dangerous probably because of the fact that um, people aren't expecting for us to uh, really show up as powerful beings. Um, and so one of the other things that I will say from from Sherry, another quote that I think is really helpful for us to think through is she talks about we women need each other because my, your solid, so, solitary, self-asserting go for the throat of fear power is not enough. The real power, as you and I well know, is collective. I can't afford to be afraid of you, nor you of me. It If it takes head-on collisions, right? If we have to, you know, be about it <laughs> with with um with our leaders. Let's do it because this polite timidity is killing us. So, I want you to kind of take that and start to think about what does that mean for you? How do you want to shift? How do you want to move differently? And I'm super excited to hear more about that. So, I hope you are doing well today. I'm super excited to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Please don't forget, please, please don't forget now that we're in season two to um, subscribe, rate and review and of course share. Okay. That's how we get noted by Apple podcasts and more people get to see it. It comes up in their feed and um, listen and hopefully uh, let us know what topics you want us to talk about too in the podcast. So here is to you and to reclaiming our power and our peace this week and next week, and the week after that. (laughs) And you take care, and happy National Minority Health Month, even though, just so you know, we are the global majority. Okay. Have a good week, everyone. So, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you loved listening as much as we love creating it for you. Before you go, we'd love if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on the Apple Podcast channel. That is how other people get to know about the gems that are in here. And also make sure that you share it with a friend. If you were inspired, don't feel stuck. We actually have our Melanin and Medicine Discovery Forum as a place where you can share what you're thinking about and get feedback from our team about what resources might be helpful. So make sure you check it out at our website, melaninandandmedicine.co, or go straight to the form at bit.ly, B-I-T forward slash M-M Discovery Form. You can choose your adventure. Otherwise, I will see you next week for another episode about how we continue and sustain the health justice movement and continue to do the work that you are called to do. See you next week.